0: Hey there, I'm Matt Walker, the host of the Choir Director Corner podcast. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I'm so excited you are here. Before we dive in, I want to tell you about a one-of-a-kind online resource for choir directors, and it's called the Choir Director Corner Community membership. This membership was designed to give you the training, the resources, the support, and the community you need to be successful in your teaching. Inside the membership, you'll find online courses, which will help you polish your current skills, as well as learn some new strategies and techniques, a PDF resource library with over 50 PDFs and Google Docs that you can use in your daily teaching and workflows, monthly collaboration calls where you can ask questions get feedback and collaborate with choir directors just like you and access to our recommended repertoire videos and repertoire lists there's even a private facebook group which gives you another place online to collaborate with other choir directors and ask questions being a Choir Director doesn't have to be a DIY endeavor. It's so much better when it's done together. So head on over to com forward slash membership and join us in the Choir Director Corner Community Membership. Again, that's com forward slash membership. All right, on with today's episode. Mm-hmm. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Choir Director Corner podcast. My name is Matt Walker. I'm your host. Thanks so much for stopping by and joining me for today's episode. And in today's episode, we have part two of the Back to School series. And in part two, we're going to talk about time management and i ran across uh, a guy by the name of rory vaden v-a-d-e-n recently he has a ted talk uh, that went viral a few years ago about how to multiply your time and i found that very that title very interesting multiplying your time because we think about this logically of course that's not possible, and really managing your time, when you come to think of it, it's not really possible either. We can't manage time theoretically. We can't stop it. You know, we can't slow it down. Thankfully, we're no speeding up. I wish I could slow it down. As uh, my daughter, who seemed like just yesterday, I was taking her to preschool, and uh, just the other day, I gave her her first driving lesson. So in that moment. I wanted to stop time, I wanted to be able to manage our time, but that's not really the case either. But I was very intrigued by this title of this TED Talk, How to Multiply Your Time. And Rory Vading he's also got a couple of books. And so the most recent book uh, is called Procrastinate on Purpose. And I found that also to be a very interesting title because we typically think about procrastination as not necessarily a good thing. And the way he talks about it, you know, procrastination, there's good procrastination and bad procrastination, but that's a, a topic for another day. But I did get the audiobook as I'll be doing uh, quite a bit of driving here over the next few weeks, and so uh, I've got it playing as I drive here and there. But focusing on this TED Talk, and I will put a link to his uh, TED Talk in the show notes. It's only about 15 minutes long, and it's a it's a great TED Talk, and he has a very interesting uh, perspective, You know, he's uh, been in business. He's worked with thousands of clients and done a lot of research in the realm of business and really in productivity and then also uh, in time management. And he doesn't like to call it time management. He likes to call it self-management. And for the sake of our discussion today, I will use time management just because that's the term that we are used to. But as I mentioned, you can't really manage time. And this is sort of his perspective as well. What we're really managing is ourselves. And he views time or self-management as really more emotional than logical. And that's very different than what most of us has probably learned all the the methods and systems of managing our time, it's also always laid out in a very logical manner. Um, But he's approaching it from uh, a very... Uh, emotional perspective, and he has a story that he tells uh, in his uh, TED Talk that sort of gets to that point. But as he's talking about how time management and productivity really has progressed through the years, you know, it started out as sort of a system of urgency. And how do I get things done as quickly as possible so I can really get more stuff done, right? I can try and jam more things into uh, my schedule. So that was sort of the first phase. And then the second phase really got into prioritizing and really talking about the importance, uh, but really the immediate importance of all the things that we have to do in our daily lives and you know he talks a little bit about Stephen Covey and I'll talk uh, a little bit about that in in just a moment but Stephen Covey was sort of a big part of that second phase in in what he calls uh time management or self-management and then Rory Faden he's come uh into uh, into the the world with this new idea, sort of this third phase, sort of improving on these previous two uh, reiterations of time management and what he calls significance. And by significance, he's talking about long-term value, long-term impact so if you look at the first two urgency and prioritizing or you know thinking about importance it's all sort of immediate right and so by looking at significance Uh, You're looking more at the long-term impact, the long-term value, and really getting into um, what he calls multiplying your time. And people that he's worked with as clients over the years that he's come across in his research, he calls multipliers. And so we'll get to those people uh, in just a second and how we can, as he says, uh, really get to multiplying our time but if you take his framework and sort of apply it to what we do as choir directors there's really five aspects of time management that we need to evaluate and there's no time better than right now as we are uh, making our way into a brand new year now is a great time to sort of evaluate and maybe make some tweaks maybe make some changes to how we are managing our time so we can make our lives uh, not only more productive but easier and better for us and for our families as well. So the five aspects of time management to look at, number one, looking at efficiency and effectiveness. Now I put these two together and Vedan talks about efficiency, how, you know, this is very much um, in regards to urgency. Yeah. That first practice as far as time management. And so efficiency, getting things done uh, as quickly as we can or more quickly right but it leaves out a lot of other things and and as soon as really uh, you know we complete all the things that we are trying to get done on our list we automatically fill them up with more things right and Rory Vaden is basically working from the premise that there's always going to be not enough time to do all the things that we want to do, right? And I think that's very true. As soon as we complete all the things that are on our to-do list, what do we do? We fill up our list with more things, right? We come up with more things to do. And so there's always going to be more things that we have to do. There's never going to be enough time to possibly do all the things, right? Right and so with efficiency that's great you know and he says this is a worthwhile goal to be able to do things more efficient, efficiently so taking what maybe you used to do take you 30 minutes to do and finding ways to slim that down to 15 minutes like that is a worthwhile goal but in and of itself it's not really going to solve our big issues with time management we also need to look at effectiveness right because effectiveness gets into what happens from everything that we did what is the end result of that right are we just doing busy work or is what we are doing actually having a significant impact right as he says it's all that we did versus all that resulted from what we did it's not just about what we did it's about what resulted from what we did so when we think about efficiency we often also have to think about effectiveness right because it's possibly possible to be efficient but not really effective you know, I mentioned busy work, yeah? We could be getting a lot of busy work done and it's it feels good to check things off the list, but then when we're all done, we stop and look and what impacted all of this checking uh, the boxes on the list, what impact did that really have, right? Did it really make a difference? Did it really have an impact? So when we think about efficiency, we also have to think about effectiveness, right? So that's sort of aspect number one. I kind of grouped those things together, right? You can't have efficiency without the effectiveness. Aspect number two, thinking about planning. And this is one of the big things that can help us be both efficient and effective, right? Planning comes up in all sorts of places in our jobs. So what I want you to do is just to, as a short activity, brainstorm all of the things that you need to plan for. You know, set a timer on your phone for five minutes, no more than that. Brainstorm all of the things in your job that you need to plan for, you know. It should be s- s- easy at the beginning. You've got rehearsals, you've got ev- concerts, you've got events, you've got all sorts of things, Right. And then once you're done brainstorming that list of all the things you need to plan for, then you can start to think about how you could plan these things more efficiently and effectively. And if you're a brand new teacher, that's okay. Starting from ground zero, that's all right. Thinking about, okay, right out of the box, what is the most efficient way that I could think of to plan this activity yeah efficient and effective way right of planning this activity i like to often ask myself if this were easy what would it look like right start from there if this were easy what would it look like because it's going to be the easiest way possible chances are it's going to be efficient and yes it's going to be fairly effective too now going through this list of all the things that you need to plan and starting to uh, think about how you want to do this this next year. If you can start this planning process now, You're not going to get weighed down by these tasks, these events that you need to plan for by the point, you know, by the time you get weeks into your year and things really start to get crazy, right? It's busy at the start of the year, but once you get three, four, five weeks in, then it really starts to get crazy. And if you didn't plan ahead, things will catch up to you, right? So starting that planning process Now, yeah, and really thinking about what are some systems, what are some processes that I could put in place that can make this more efficient and effective. So that's number two is planning now if you need help with this i have tons of resources on my website to help you with planning and preparation as a choir director one of the most popular is the pdf rehearsal planner that i created which will help you organize your daily calendar but also help you plan out your rehearsals from day to day and week to week you can get a free copy of this pdf planner as well as access to some of my free trainings i've got trainings on choir warm-ups another training on rehearsal strategies and get access to all of these by simply going to choirdirectorcorner.com and scroll down to the section that says free resources and they're all right there so if you need some help with the planning and preparation uh work that you need to do don't worry i've got you covered right there So that's aspect number two, planning. Aspect number three, getting into task management. Now, as choir directors, we have so many irons in the fire. And how do we keep track of it all? We have so many different duties and tasks associated with our job, new duties and tasks, and duties as assigned, right, my friends, new things that come up all the time, and so we really need some tools, some systems put in place to help us keep track of it all. Now, there are a lot of apps. In our day and age, this wonderful age of technology, there are a lot of apps or a lot of methods out there that you can use. And people ask me, well, what's the best tool? What's the best method? Well, really the best tool or the best method is whatever tool or method works best for you and the tool or method that you are going to use and use consistently, right? Because that's really what's important here, is using it on a continual basis, on a consistent basis. Now, for me, I would highly suggest, if you haven't delved into the realm of task management apps, I would suggest a couple of things. Number one, some sort of productivity app, and then some sort of note-taking app. I have found both types of apps to be incredibly helpful, incredibly useful and productive. All right, to take a word here. But here's what I like to use. And again, there's lots of great ones out there. the best thing that you can do is just experiment a little bit and try things out. But here's maybe a good place to start. For uh, to-do list apps, productivity apps, you know, they're a little bit different, you know. Productivity apps delve a little bit deeper rather than your typical just to-do list. So you might like something like that. I use an app called OmniFocus. OmniFocus is a productivity app that helps you organize your tasks by project, which is really cool. And it's got little flags in there where you can set it for specific dates. You can set, you know, talking about urgency, yeah. If you want to uh, note something as, you know, being more urgent than other things, which we'll talk about prioritizing in just a second. There's lots of different functions, bells, and whistles in this Uh, in this app but I would also say that it's an app that's fairly easy to use as well and it's really helped me to stay organized and if you want to use it as just sort of a daily to-do list app you can easily do that as well or you can add that to sort of your project management so omni o-m-n-i focus f-o-c-u-s all one word Now for taking notes, uh, there's a lot of them out there. I like to use an app called Drafts, D-R-A-F-T-S. It's a great app. I use it to record my ideas and my thoughts as things come up throughout the day, because I'm sure we've all been there where we thought of something and we didn't take the time to write it down. And then three years later, we've totally forgotten the thing it was (laughs) that we uh, had thought about previously, right? If we don't write it down, if we don't note it somewhere, it's going to leave our brain. Because we've always got new things that are flooding our brain, other things to take our attention. So that is what I use uh, this app for. It's got a ton of features, but again, it's an app where it's really super easy to use. So you can get into it and start making Uh, notes right away and it's very easy to navigate it's very easy to share notes to edit things it's uh it's really uh, a fantastic app it helps me to recall things right so i don't necessarily have to remember everything as long as i remember to put it into the drafts app so it'll be there later when I need it. And it also helps me to record things on the spur of the moment so I won't forget them. Like I mentioned, things just you know magically come up in our day. I've always got my phone next to me. I can grab my phone and put it into the drafts app, okay? So omnifocus and Drafts. Again, these are great apps, but experiment for yourself. Try some things out to see what works best for you. So that's aspect number three, thinking about our task management. Now, related to that is the next aspect, which is prioritizing. Now, prioritizing is a wonderful thing. It's a great skill. But again, there is always going to be more to do than there is to time to do it so here's the caveat prioritizing will only get us so far that being said here is where prioritizing can be incredibly productive once we have gathered all of our tasks in our task management system whatever we're using we need to find a system to prioritize them now like i said Prior to, prioritizing by itself is not going to solve our problems. It can't create more time, right? It What it's really allowing us to do is Rory Vaden uh, describes it this way. It's allowing us to borrow time from one area of your life to another. And he's got some great metaphors that he uses for this. I won't dive into those but he's got some great ways of explaining this okay but what it can do is it's going to help us organize our tasks by level of importance remember before i talked about how time management went from urgency now to prioritizing which is really about level of importance right And this is a really valuable skill because once we have all of these tasks on our to-do list, we need to start, uh, putting them in order and how we put them in order is really important. We don't want to put them in terms of urgency. Yes, that's something we should consider, however, importance is really going to be more valuable to us when we're evaluating how we should order our tasks and what order we should do them now Rory Vaden cites the priority matrix that comes from Stephen Covey who is the author of course of seven habits of highly effective people as being a major influence in his work now you can simply Google Stephen Covey and priority matrix and you will find lots of images of this right so I won't explain it it's very just easier if you just google it and you take a look at it using this matrix is going to help you evaluate your tasks not only for urgency but also for importance those are both very valuable things as far as evaluating our tasks but for Vaden is gonna say that the importance is uh, the more important quality here than the urgency so those tasks that you evaluate as both urgent and important Typically, those are going to be the tasks that are going to be your highest priority. So this matrix, that's really what it's doing. It's helping us to funnel our tasks into these four categories. And so the, the ones that we put into the section where it's labeled both urgent and important, those are typically the ones that we're going to want to focus on first. Now prioritizing our tasks can be very helpful, very valuable, but because there's always more to do than there is time to do it, like I said, it's not in the end going to solve the problem. Now, Vaden, he describes it, he's kind of a funny way of describing it, um, sort of at the circus, the person that's spinning plates. Yeah, and you're always going back and forth from plate to plate to plate and trying to keep them all spinning, (laughs) right? Um, He uses another idea of juggling, right? Prioritizing can help us be very good borrowers of time, as I mentioned, borrowing time from one area of our life to another, or as he says, jugglers of time. But the problem with that Is because, as he states, in the end, we will still burn out due to the constant evaluating, the constant resetting of our priorities, and the constant redistributing our time, the constant juggling of time, the constant going back and forth, never ending, going back and forth between the spinning of the plates. So these four aspects of time management that we've talked about, while they're very valuable, right, in helping us to be productive, there's one more aspect of time management that we need to look at in order to make all of this work. And as I explained at the beginning, Rory Vaden talks about the progression of systems of time management. Went from urgency to the prioritizing, the importance, and then what he calls significance right and so this is aspect number five now Vaden describes significance as being about long-term value in impact versus the previous time management ideas of urgency yeah which he calls it the tyranny of urgency right which focus on getting things done as quickly as possible And then also prioritization, which is about the immediate importance of our tasks. So we're getting past those two. Those two things are helpful. They are important, but we need to make significance the focal point of our time management system. Through years of research and working with thousands of clients, Vaden's conclusion is that significance is an essential measure because it helps us to multiply our time. You multiply your time by spending time on things today that will give you more time tomorrow. So that's really what he's getting to when he says multiply our time. I'll say that again. We multiply our time by spending time on things today that will give you more time tomorrow. So, yes, that does mean that there's going to be an investment of time and energy up front. So, maybe today I'm not going to get everything done on my to do list that I had, right? But by investing that time and energy today, you're going to reap the benefits tenfold down the road. And literally, these things are going to give you time in the future. So that is what he's getting at when he's talking about multiplying your time. So that leads us to the question, how can we make the shift to emphasizing significance as we organize and structure our work? As we continue to think about time management, or as he says, self-management. So what are some of the things you could do right now that although they would require an investment of time and energy now would make your life significantly easier and give you more time in the future? Once you do another exercise, again, no more than five minutes, set a timer for five minutes and you can come back to me when you're done or you can do this later on. But this is a really important exercise. Take five minutes and brainstorm. Brainstorm. What are some of the things that you could do right now that would make your life, your job, significantly easier and give you more time in the future? That's the big question of this whole conversation on time management. Now, here's one hint for you. (laughs) One thing we can start to do is to look at what tasks we can delegate. This is something that Vaden talks about when uh, tasks come into our to-do list or into our to-do funnel. They come into our funnel. And he's got a a whole process of deciding about, okay, well, is this worthwhile? Is this something that is urgent that requires uh, attention right away? Or is this something that I can put off? And then eventually, if I've put it off for long enough, Is this something that I can then delegate, right? So he makes delegation part of this process as well. So looking to see what tasks could we possibly delegate. That might be to uh, delegating to a trusted group of parents that's willing to pitch in uh, to support your program. That might be delegating to a group of student leaders or the singers on your choir council. They're able to help out and shoulder some of that, uh, some of the load, some of the responsibility. That's one of the best ways to get things off of your to-do list is just to remove them altogether. Not that we're just not going to do them, but how can I possibly delegate these? How can I involve other people uh, in? my choir program, right? And if you're interested, I mentioned the choir council. If you're interested in how to create and utilize a choir council, make sure you go back and check out podcast episode number 64. In that episode, I talk all about choir councils and how to make them productive parts of your choir program. So that might be... Something that right away that you can add uh, to your brainstorming list of something that you can do now, that's going to give you time in the future. Yeah, taking a little bit time now to organize and create an Acquire Council, that is going to pay off uh, big time down the road by giving you some of that time back and really increasing your time, right? So, those are our five aspects of time management, or as we've said, self-management, that we really need to evaluate as we get ready for the coming year. Let's review. Number one, efficiency and effectiveness. You need both of those together, right, in order for those to really have an impact. Number two, planning, thinking about what we can get a head start on, how are we going to plan and prepare, and what tools and systems are we going to use? Number three, task management, including what tools we can use to keep track of all the day to day tasks. Number four, prioritizing, what system are we going to use to put our tasks in not only a level of importance, but also in the level of number five significance. And what things can we do now that are going to give us time in the future and have a long-term impact on our program. Well my friends that is it for today's episode. I hope today's episode has inspired you and motivated you to evaluate how you are going to manage your time and manage yourself in the coming year. If you enjoy today's episode, if you would do me a huge favor and wherever you listen to your podcast, if you would leave a five-star rating and review, that would be amazing because that's going to help other choir directors find the podcast and help me in my goal to help as many choir directors as possible. And make sure you stay tuned to the podcast, my friends, as we cover more topics in our Back to School series. Well, thanks again for listening. Until next time, keep being awesome. Are you looking for resources that will save you time and frustration? Want to dive deeper into topics related to your teaching? Then check out the Choir Director Corner Community Membership over at choirdirectorcorner.com forward slash membership.